0: And he is one of the few American politicians, I think, who has the distinction of having graduated first in his class at West Point before his service in the military, and uh, then later uh, served as an editor at the Harvard Law Review for Harvard Law School, where he also graduated with honors. Uh, Mike Pompeo, great to speak to you again, and uh, right now there's a lot of... Well, I wouldn't say excitement, but there is some interest in the Republican debate tonight. Are are you planning to watch it?
1: Michael, I will. I'm going to have to watch it taped, but I will watch it. I've got an event this evening, uh, but I'll watch it and I'll watch it with with a focus on uh, really uh, who's serious. Right. I, I, I oftentimes these things devolve into things that don't matter to the American people. I'm hopeful that between the the folks who have chosen to run for the most important political office in the world and the the folks who tasked with keeping them on track, the moderators, they can have a serious conversation about things that really matter.
0: Well, that debate is uh, uh, coming up tonight. Uh, President Trump will not be there. He will be 10 miles away in Hialeah hosting a rally. The debate tonight is 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh right now, one of the things, of course, they will be debating is uh American policy toward Israel and uh toward the Gaza war. uh Right now, uh the headlines all say that uh Prime Minister Netanyahu has uh, indicated that Israel plans for an indefinite period for security duties in uh, in Gaza. Uh, they do not plan to reoccupy or to set up any kind of control, but security gu- duties to protect against another surprise attack. Uh, do you think uh, this is the kind of thing that should concern the United States or that uh, President Biden and Secretary Blinken should be pressing uh, Israel to immediately clear out of Gaza?
1: Oh, goodness. No, they, they should They should be pressing Prime Minister Netanyahu to do the necessary, the complete and total decimation of all the infrastructure and the leadership of a terror organization that killed 1,400 folks, including, as I always remind people, a handful of Americans as well. Um, and the, the risk that Iran will continue this barbaric activity if Hamas is not completely eliminated is significant. And so what I hope the Biden administration will do is it won't be speaking to Israel trying to constrain them. It will be speaking to Iran trying to constrain them, making clear to them that uh, there is no moral equivalence here. This isn't, a, this isn't a contextualized set of issues. This is about human decency and the rule of law, and uh, you you barbarians violated that, and there will be real costs imposed on you should you do it again.
0: I, I know you're very deeply concerned, uh... Committed to the Republican Party. Right now, there are divisions in the Republican Party about continuing aid to Ukraine. What would you say to uh, Republicans who say that uh, we can't afford it right now? We should spend the money defending our border rather than defending the borders of Ukraine?
1: I was actually on Capitol Hill yesterday talking to a number of members, many of whom. Um, had had reasons that they were concerned about continued U.S. taxpayer funding of uh, the Ukrainian military to push back against Vladimir Putin. I said to them the same thing I'd I'd say to anyone who asked. The the either-or idea that we can only afford to protect our border or only afford to protect America is nonsense. In, In this administration, President Biden, if we stopped funding Ukraine tomorrow, he wouldn't change a single thing about his border policies. We, we ought to go back to a set of understandings at that southern border that we had in place for the last couple of years of the Trump administration, which was pretty darn effective. Uh, and then we should do the right thing by the American people and ensuring that we don't allow Vladimir Putin to do precisely the kind of terror on Ukrainian civilians that we saw on October 7th at scale, right? We, we, we know that these aggressive, evil actors want to retake lands by use of violence, and the, the United States stands for one thing, not because it's a moral principle. That's certainly true. Uh, but because it's in America's best interest as a hard power matter, um, we have to push back against that. The Ukrainians haven't asked for our soldiers. They just asked for our stuff. And we should provide them the stuff to win, not the stuff that President Biden has provided to allow them to draw to a stalemate, but the things that they need to win. We know how to do it. We could certainly provide it. And we should have done it months and months ago. I hope we'll do it now.
0: You, you. In addition to your service as Secretary of State, served, of course, as Director of the Central Intelligence Agency. There are all kinds of new scandals involving some former employees of the CIA. Uh, would you, if called upon by either this president, uh, Democrat Joe Biden, or a future Republican president, would you consider coming back to the CIA to? Uh, help clean up and uh, improve the level of performance for that crucial agency in our security? Oh,
1: goodness. Well, I've never said no uh, when America asked me to take on something where I thought I could actually make a difference. So if I thought that the president for whom I'd be working would give me the space and the resources to to make that important institution function in a lawful manner that delivers good outcomes, good information intelligence for America and our allies like Israel. Um, If I thought it could make a difference there, I I would certainly go back at it. Um, It has a group of people there that are dedicated patriots. It needs leadership that is not politicized. It needs to follow its mandate and needs to make sure that everyone in the organization understands that it has a special responsibility to remain lawful because it does so much that doesn't receive public oversight because of the nature of the institution.
0: Uh, you have a tweet uh, t- recently uh, that says anti-Semitism is a cancer. We must stand with the Jewish people against the oldest form of bigotry and hate and then hashtag stand up to Jewish hate. Uh, what do you think the United States could do even better in terms of standing up against anti-Semitism? I think there's a
1: couple things, Michael. First, uh, always begins with moral clarity. Uh, we can't we can't gild the lily we can't pretend we can't say oh, it doesn't exist we can't say that folks who speak about you know uh, Palestine being from the river to the sea that that's that's just normal language this is hateful language against a, a group of individuals uh, that have been persecuted for an awfully long time a second we should be clear that the, the Jewish homeland the rightful Jewish homeland I saw a spokesperson, Kirby, yesterday asked about whether the Golan Heights belong to Israel, and he could not answer the question. My gosh, that, that's just nutty. Um, of course, it is the rightful place of Israel. Israel needs it to secure its own freedom. Uh, and so we have to get each of those things right. And when we do, um, we can begin to put America in a better place. And then finally, we got to take back the faculties at America's elite institutions. They they have so been indoctrinated in the central thesis of there being only two groups, the oppressed and the oppressors, that when we look away, this anti-Semitism grows. And I I think this didn't just pop up on October 7th. I think October 7th unmasked the anti-Semitism that was on our college campuses for a number of years now.
0: Well, as a graduate of Harvard Law School, you are particularly... Uh, well-positioned to, to help with that uh, effort. Uh, Mike Pompeo, uh, his, uh, his book recently was called, a, it was a New York Times bestseller, Never Give It inch.